This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. All right, for me, the teams that I am buying into, I think the blue chip stocks for me are going to be the Niners, who, like I said earlier in the show, 5-0 and against the spread in their last five games. Mm-hmm. But at some point, the number is probably going to be too high. But this is, in a sense, of the futures market. Brock Purdy is just gaining more confidence down the stretch. He's finally realized that George Kittle is one of the best tight ends in the NFL. And plus, the defense comes to play each and every week. So I still think it's the Niners for me in the NFC that actually – it's a pretty tight race. Like there's not that many teams in the NFC that I think are capable of winning the NFC. And now that, you know, the Eagles should have Jalen Hurts back, but still it's a team that I think that the Niners can at least keep pace with. And the Cowboys are not impressing me that much at all either. So I think it's kind of a three team race in the NFC. So I'm going to go with the Niners in the NFC and also looking at the Bengals in the AFC. I think the question for the Bengals is, is it too late to buy in the Bengals stock? Because, I mean, they're not really in the the shadows anymore. I think everybody's noticing, hey, yeah. this Bengals team's pretty damn good. Do you think it's too late to buy stock in the Bengals right now in the futures market? <sighs> Maybe a little bit, yeah. What have they won? Was it seven straight now? I can't even keep up with how many games in a row that they've won because they've been so good. And even Joe Burrow, after last week's win, said, we've got to get better. If you're going to... If you're going to win the Super Bowl, you got to be able to put teams away. We've got to work on doing that. So they they know that they can take it up to another level. I think it's probably too late, but I'm not going to fault anyone if at this point in the season they say, you know what, I'll take a – I don't want to say take a flyer because that's not putting it sternly enough. If you want to make a bet on the Bengals to win it all, maybe that's where you get your value. But, yeah, it's getting a little too late to do that. Yeah, I'm not seeing odds on uh, AFC winners. I am just seeing, you know – Uh, the NFC. So maybe once they repost those odds, I will take another look. But I still think it's a team that people aren't really paying that much attention to when it comes to the beast of the AFC. And then some teams that are kind of under the radar. I think the time to buy in on the Packers is now. And the way I'm going to do that is in the short term. I'm going to play the Packers minus three against the Vikings. This is a Packers team that has been underwhelming all season long. And now they're starting to find their rhythm when it comes to the offense. It looks like Aaron Rodgers has finally developed some chemistry with his receivers. And plus, mm-hmm. uh, 3-0 against the spread in their last three. So now they're going into Vikings team that I'm selling on. Uh, we look at teams that on paper look really amazing. That's how the Vikings are. 12-3 and this year. But all but one of those wins have been coming by less than a touchdown. So I think the pendulum is going to swing the other way eventually for the Vikings. I think it starts uh, this week against the Packers. And then finally, the Steelers, they've covered in two straight and four of their last five, getting three points in Baltimore. Uh, I think I will be playing the Steelers as well. But uh, that would be my portfolio of teams that I am buying. Okay. Well, I got one more team you should buy. Look, the Niners are an obvious one. I don't need to go into that, but... They might get Jimmy G back. Even if they don't, maybe they still make a run. But I love the way Jacksonville is playing right now. And I had a debate with a friend of mine about Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence in particular. And I know he wasn't thrilled to go to Jacksonville initially. And I get that. It's the Jags. But he is all in now. And I... Sometimes you can get a feel for a team's motivation and how they're going to perform down the stretch based on what they say about the team. And 
he is all in on this team. This Jags team is all in on winning the division. I don't think there's a more dangerous team than Jacksonville just because they have absolutely nothing to lose. They're not going to go all the way. They have some serious issues on defense, particularly against the pass. That secondary is not good, but they're playing so much better now, and they have nobody's going to care. It, it, anything that Jacksonville wins from this point forward is gravy. It's a bonus. So that's a team nobody wants to play. They're motivated, playing good football. I'd buy stock in the Jags. Yeah, plus their quarterback level of play is, um, you know, I would say the top half of the league. Trevor Lawrence, the way he's playing right now, playing with a ton of confidence and making those tight window throws. It's a team, like you said, I think it's going to be very dangerous. And plus, they can still win the AFC South, a huge game looming for the Jags coming up against my Tennessee Titans that I am very nervous for. All right, so let's get our negative caps on and talk about the teams that we don't want to trust moving forward and play a little stock down. So, Jenks, what teams are you selling? I am selling Tom Brady. I hate to do it. It's been a good run, Tom. You're awesome. You're the GOAT. You're 45, and you're starting to look 45. Now, again, he found a way to grind it out last weekend. He continues to do that, but that's the thing. It isn't about grinding out wins at this point in the season. They are still under 500. They face a critical game against Carolina. The Panthers, the Carolina Panthers are still in contention to win the division because the Bucs have not been able to pull it out. They have not been able to pull away here. And with all of those weapons, you know, we keep giving Tom the benefit of the doubt. I understand why, but it's time to quit doing that. So I'm selling Tom. Yeah, and that offense in general. Uh, It's one of the least Mm -hmm. explosive offenses in the NFL, which is kind of surprising because even as Tom Brady had gotten older, he could still like get the ball down the field. But I feel like he's starting to slowly lose that ability. Remember when we saw Drew Brees get older and it was just like watching like a limp noodle uh, trying to throw the football? I don't think Tom Brady's like at that point just yet. But still, the problem with this Bucs offense is he has these great receivers, but it's just... The deep ball is kind of lacking, and the explosive plays from the Bucks have been lacking as well. Also, some major red zone issues for the Bucks this season where they can get the ball down the field. We see Tom Brady do these little dink and dunk. You know, the, the trademark Tom Brady where he just does these little short yeah. slant routes and gets first downs, but once they, once they get to the red zone, they're really struggling. So I, too, am selling on the Bucks. If you look at them, they're 0-5 in their last five games against the number. So not only... Uh, are they really hard to trust their offense? They're also not covering numbers. So I think the Tom Brady bias is still built into some of these numbers. And for that reason, I am out on the Bucks. Also looking at the Vikings, I kind of mentioned this in my uh, buy segment because they're going against the Packers. I will be fading the Vikings. Yes, they're 12 and three, but I believe they're a team that eventually the pendulum is going to swing the other way. All of their wins, all 12 of their wins with the exception of one, have been by a touchdown or fewer. So I think that this is a Vikings team that is getting by with a good offense, but the defense has some major problems. This secondary is terrible. It's a matchup, uh, you know, gift from the gods if you're playing fantasy Mm -hmm. or props. So I'm fading the Vikings and also my Tennessee Titans. My goodness, they're down to like five starters on both sides of the ball. The original starters from the start of the season I know the question is, are they going to rest their starters against the Cowboys? I don't think they have enough bodies. Like, that is the consensus coming out of Nashville, that this team is just so heavily injured that they can't find enough bodies to play on the field. So, fading the Titans as well, as, um, you know, makes me a little sad. 
Well, I don't blame you. I'm also fading. I hate to say this. I'm fading Tua. I'm fading Tua Tungavailoa. Not necessarily oh, because God. look, I, I I I know I know, but it's it's really Tua Perfect. and the Dolphins more than anything else. Like I'm not gonna fade a guy because he's suffering concussions. That's not his fault. He's just but not also, tough. Yeah, but rub but some think dirt about on how it. He's play- uh, rub some dirt on it. You'll be fine. No, but but think about how he played against the Packers. He did not play well. It's one of the reasons I like Green Bay in that game because the way to beat the Packers is on the ground and the Dolphins don't really run the football or they don't run it very effectively. So I thought, okay, this is going to be a challenge for Tua to throw into the teeth of that Packers secondary. And that's one of their strengths. Tua threw three picks over the weekend. So I put concussions aside. But I'm talking about a Dolphins team that has lost four straight, all against superior competition or a a, a lift in competition because when they went on that winning streak, they were playing bad teams. Now they started playing good teams. They started losing. And in a big spot where Tua needed to get this team a win, he threw three picks. So it's not about his concussions. It, it's about his play and not getting it done during this four-game winning streak. So I don't know when he's going to return or not, but I'm fading him for the moment. Yeah, I think there's something to be said for teams that are kind of one-dimensional because in the postseason, I don't think that flies. I think you can get kind of far if you are very good in one aspect of the game, but we've seen it with my Titans. You know, they're really good at running the football. Derrick Henry's amazing. But if that's the only dimension to your offense come postseason, it's not going to be great. So I think uh, if we're looking at a macro picture of the NFL, we have four teams that look like they are in charge of their divisions right now, or the teams that have clinched playoff spots, the Eagles, Vikings, Niners, Cowboys, uh, those teams, I think I'm fading the Vikings in the futures market. And also in the AFC, we've got Bills, Chiefs, Bengals, and Ravens. Do we really think that the Ravens are going to make some noise in the postseason? I don't think so. I think this is the end of the road for the, the Ravens for me. It's, it's been a good job grinding it out, but I'm like you. Without Lamar and the way they're playing on offense, no, I can't buy the Ravens at all. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.